with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. A massive trade in the NBA yesterday has set the Celtics up very, very nicely in the Eastern Conference, but it also has major implications out West. Chris Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80 on your smart speaker, presented by Progressive Insurance, my friends. You know, we have talked an awful lot this hour, this first hour of the show, about how this trade impacts the Boston Celtics and how much better they become and how much more they are positioned to not just be the best team in the East, but to now challenge the Denver Nuggets in bringing in a skilled big man in Kristaps Porzingis. Is he a superstar? He is not. Is he somebody that is coming off one of the better years of his career? Granted, while it was in Washington, he played 60-some games. He averaged 23-8 and eight a game. He uh, is top 10 in the league in block shots. He shot 39% from three. He is a skilled big man who can beat you in a lot of different ways and will play exceptionally well, exceptionally well, with Jason Tatum and with Jalen Brown. Now, having said that, Part of the deal sent Marcus Smart to Memphis. The Memphis Grizzlies are doing all the right things here, folks. Memphis actually traded away draft picks in this deal, too, to get Marcus Smart because they recognized in this situation that they need a hell of a lot more maturity than they've had. They are taking the big steps in the right direction. They took... Dylan Brooks, who was a major problem for that team, and just said, no matter what, you're not going to be here. So, you know, the contract be damned. We'll figure it out. We're moving on to the future without you, Dylan Brooks, after all of his shenanigans in the postseason, and the season, for that matter, over the last couple of years. He is not somebody where the positives outweigh the negatives, especially when you look like how he performed in the postseason. Now, Having, now you've brought in Marcus Smart. Now, you heard P.J. earlier. Is Marcus Smart perfect? He's not. Does he add a degree of toughness? Does he add a degree of leadership to the Celtics? The answer to that is a very strong yes. I am not going to ask Marcus Smart to walk in the door and fix John Morant off the court. That's unfair, That's not his job. What I am going to ask him to do is to come in and set a tone for expectations. There has not been a team over the last three years in the NBA that has had higher expectations for themselves and has come up short of those expectations more than the Memphis Grizzlies. Hell, they sucked me in before the season started, or before the postseason started. I was on board with that. And I got suckered. That team was as immature as it gets. And now you see everything that's happened with Morant. You would hope that the message for John Morant is starting to get conveyed here. The maturity level. Just had a double sneeze right there that you were spared of. Man, the allergies. Enough with the freaking pollen. It's insane. Anyway, with Marcus Smart walking in the door... You would hope that it doesn't necessarily have to be a vocal thing, but it can be just more an action thing. 
you know, I've had some people in my life lately that I just kind of shake my head at. That you feel like they just can't help themselves. And you have discussions with them when they're in bad situations of, hey, here's what you need to start thinking about. Here's what you need to start doing. I was never a genius. I made plenty of bad decisions when I was younger. Plenty. But when the rubber hits the road and you're looking up and you realize that there ain't that much in front of you, you have got to figure out how to make that work. I can't tell somebody to be better. I can't tell them. I can I can sit them down. I can have a long discussion with them. But my experience is discussions really don't get the job done. Discussions generally, I'd say 80% of the time, go in one ear and out the other, and you get yes to death in it, but the actions never follow. So my thought is simply this. You have to lead somebody by actions. That's what I'm counting on Marcus Smart to come in and do. I don't want him to sit there and lecture John Morant and figure that that's going to get him on the same page, because it's not. But I do think that he can walk in the door with his NBA career, with the respect level that he has around the league, because it exists for Marcus Smart, as a guy that plays with great toughness and as a guy that helps set a tone for a team, that you can start to do more of the right things on the court. Smart, not perfect. Not perfect at all. Remember, just a little while ago, we had P.J. Carlissimo on the show, and we were talking about this very premise. P.J., checking in on Marcus Smart and how he can go to the Grizzlies and help out in this regard with Ja. Marcus also has some street cred. It's not It's not like a little choir boy telling him this is what you're supposed to do. I think Ja will respect what Marcus has done and, and know that he's been in some rough spots himself. So coming from him, I think that will be meaningful. Just he's so tough. He makes big shots. Sometimes he takes threes. He's shaking his head like, what is he doing? But he's got an act for making them when it really matters. And I, I just love the playoff and the finals experience that he brings to that team. Um, and I do, I do think that's going to be missed. There you go. This is something that the Celtics will miss. There's no doubt they wanted to trade uh, Malcolm Brogdon in this deal as opposed to Smart. But when push came to shove, they had to do it with uh, Smart. It's the right thing for Boston because they got better but it's especially the right thing for Memphis. This is a sneaky big move, sneaky big move by the Memphis Grizzlies to really help the culture around that team. Not perfect, but somebody in the way that he really establishes what's right and how to get it done and in the work ethic and in all of it will deliver the message, this is how you do it, Ja. And I've been a lot further than you have in the postseason. And as players are finding out, if they didn't know already, listen to Damian Lillard yesterday talking about the possibility of not winning a championship. I wouldn't be happy about it. 
when you talk to other people, it's very clear that the public perception is you have to win a championship, and that's very important to me. It's not the be-all, end-all, but it is incredibly important to me and my legacy. Well, Marcus Smart has been closer to that than Ja. If Ja wants his legacy to be a whole lot more about what he does on the court and a whole lot less about what's happened in the first couple of years in his career, start paying attention to the guys around you. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Celtics now, by the way, are the biggest challengers to a Nuggets repeat. Say whatever you want. This very moment, before any other moves have been made, the Celtics right now are the biggest challengers. Mel, up next, ESPN Radio. Mel, what do you got for us? Hey, what's going on? I'm enjoying the show, and I agree with you totally. We're just talking basketball. You know, I like Smart. I like his defense. But as good as he, he is, you know, he's also one of the reasons why they couldn't even go further. To me, KP is a better talent. He can stretch the floor. You keep Hawford. You still have Williams. You can play Tatum at small forward, Jalen Brown at shooting guard. You have a bigger lineup. I mean, I feel like as much as people think he's going to be missed, I don't think he's going to be as missed as much because KV, I mean, KP adds value. And I like what they did. I think they're definitely in a contention to be, if not the best team in the East, to represent the East, but right there in the mix. That's a great trade. I think it's fantastic. And it, it clearly gives them not a big three, but it gives them a player that will fit what they need exceptionally well. Think about Jalen Brown not being able to throw it in the ocean at different times. Think about Tatum, the toughness that he has, the ability to put a bad game behind him in the midst of that very same bad game. And you see him step up and you know do what he did in game six with 14 points in the fourth quarter and all that. But as we saw in the finals, or in the conference finals, he needed somebody else. The two of them needed somebody else who they could rely on. Porzingis can score enough. He's got enough moves. By the way, going to be a factor defensively. Angelo, next, ESPN Radio. Angelo, what do you got? Yeah, hey, thanks for taking the call. Uh, I don't like the Marcus Smart trade. I know you don't like the whole notion of you can't trade away guys with green hair, but the last time the Celtics traded away the quote-unquote green hair guys, let go of Avery Bradley. You let go of Isaiah Thomas, who was averaging 30 points a game. You sold the farm for guys like Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, and that didn't put us over the hump, but Christophe Porzingis will. I'd rather have Marcus Smart and lose with him and take that chance. I wouldn't trade away him for Christophe Porzingis if I was the general manager. I wouldn't trade him away for any reasonable trade that the Celtics might get unless we could land Damian Lillard. Then I think that makes us a title-contending team. Having Chris Stops there is great, and he is a big defensive presence. He's scoring 20 a game or so, hopefully for us. But no one's stopping Jokic if Anthony Davis and... and I'm not telling you he's stopping Jokic. I'm not telling you that at all. I'm telling you he gives them somebody else in the middle who gives them a chance, and thanks for the call. I get where you're coming to with all of this, but understand that when we're talking about smart, and trading him away, it's never easy to trade away a popular player, especially when they bring good intangibles. But Porzingis gets them a whole lot closer against a team like Denver. 
And here's what they, Brad Stevens and company realize. Look around. There are skilled big men in the league right now. That's where we're headed. And what do you know? Porzingis is only 28 years old. And it's not like they gave away the farm. Cam, what do you got? Yeah, I'd just like to point out an hour ago when you were uh, breaking down the trade, illustrating why you loved it for the Celtics so much, you dropped this little nugget uh, for a second. So let's listen to this. Mm. And it reminded uh, Ben and I of a a very famous quote from uh, Rick Pitino. Yes. (laughs) Was this intentional or not? It was intentional. All right. It was because it relates to the Celtics. Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, they're not walking through that door. Marcus Smart. Of course, it's Patino, too, which is like, oh, God, I don't want to be quoting Patino. But anyway, <laughs> that was Patino basically telling the Celtics fans to, ironically, smarten up. <laughs> and it was, it was basically after Patino, who had taken the Celtics job, Believing he was going to get the number one overall pick in Tim Duncan. Not getting it and realizing it, I'm screwed. That's what happened. And it was it was intentional, I have to say. Cam, do you find too many of my references out of date? Uh, when you referenced old school earlier, I, I didn't get those ones, but I got this See, one. See, that's so alarming to I me. Know, old I'm sorry. school is not a... a a 50-year-old movie. But that's just probably a blind spot for me more than like a dated reference than anything. I had ben, no idea. Ben, how old that. are you? 26. Yeah, so are he, you familiar with old school? No idea what that is. <laughs> oh, my God. Who are you working with? Oh, my God. Sounds like a decent movie. <laughs> it's Will Ferrell. It's Vince Vaughn. It's a very funny movie. What what year? Was, like, it's on TBS like all the time. Yeah, it probably wasn't even that long ago. I just haven't seen it. It, wasn't it was 2003. It. Yeah, that's not that dated. So you were no what, ben, five? The, I had no power I was, over the control at that time. I either. was six, Ben, it was seven. <sighs> just, I'm not asking you to go back and watch something from the 1950s, okay? You don't have to go watch Casablanca, all I've, right? I've seen Casablanca. <laughs> of course you have. Yeah. Not old school, You, you don't have to go watch Gone with the Wind. Just I've go watch old too. school. <laughs> have you seen that too? Yeah. Wizard, I haven't seen that. Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz I saw. But, I mean, that's a kid thing. you got to see that. Yeah. I'm surprised that you've seen Gone with the Wind. It was a long time ago. I probably slept through some of it. That movie's like four hours long. I never saw it. I never. I, and I don't have any d- desire to see it. Yeah. I have got a list. You don't of, have the time. No. Nah, well, I have the time. Really, what the hell am I doing? But I, I, I have a list of movies that you would term alarming that I've never seen. Like, uh, you know, Field of Dreams. Never saw it. I'm with you. I, I've not seen Field of well, Dreams. Well, it's excusable more for you because you're 25 and 26 years old. Yeah, but we've got three pre, three people working on a sports show right now that have not seen Field of Dreams. It's yeah, not it, great. But it's more alarming that I have never seen it right. at, at my age as opposed to the two of you. All right, we got a break. Oh, okay. I suppose we should do that then. It's Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. In short, a lot of things. Bundle today at Progressive.com. In moments, $500 million for one player? <laughs> Not enough. We'll explain. Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. I mean, it is absurd what the guy's doing. Shohei Otani again up to his old tricks. It is Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Don't forget tonight, Victor Webb and Yama, Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. You can find out where they go in this year's NBA draft. Coverage begins 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and the ESPN app. So Otani right now is once again doing things that have never been done before. Just to give you an example, last night, Otani for the Angels was absolutely on fire. The Dodgers won 2-0. That's problem number one. But Otani, in seven innings, allowed one earned run, struck out 12. His season ERA now is 3.1. He is hitting 292. His OPS is above one. He has been absolutely ridiculous. And yet we find ourselves at a juncture where the Angels, not really out of it. The rubber is going to hit the road here soon. So the Angels are sitting right now at 41 and 35. Their GM the other day, Perry uh, Nikosian, is that his name? Nikosian, I believe? Manazian. Manazian? Sorry. Apologies to Perry Manazian and the Manazian family. Um, Says they are not trading Otani midseason 
while they are still in it. So at 41 and 35, they're a half game out of second place in the West. Uh, they are sitting right now a half game out of the last wild card. As far as the division, well, Texas right now is 46 and 28. There's six games back there. I, I have to wonder, as we get to the middle of July, how tempting it is going to be, even if the Angels are sitting in a similar situation, if they would entertain the thoughts of training Otani. This is where the third wild card really makes things interesting. Because if you're Arte Moreno, do I try in every last way to keep the guy here and potentially get to the postseason, and he gets a little taste of that, and he gets excited, and maybe he wants to stay? Or do I fold tent, just admit spending all of this money has not worked, and I try to go load up on prospects? Because he will load up. Somebody will absolutely trade away their two top, maybe their three top prospects, just to get a few months of Otani with everything that he does. And why wouldn't you? Guys, $500 million is not the number anymore. The number is $600 million. Let's listen to Jeff Passan, ESPN Senior MLB Insider. The Dodgers are going to be at the front of the line. I think the Mets are going to be in there. The Yankees should be in there. Well, frankly, 30 teams should be. But I think the, the vast majority know that uh, he's going to cost between 500 and $600 million and are not prepared to go out and guarantee that to just one player, even though that one player is essentially two players. Uh, you can put the Giants in there. I think the Mariners are at least going to kick the tires. The Chicago Cubs will do the same thing. But uh, I think in the end, it's probably going to be one of the major teams on the coast. I think it's going to be the Giants. Look, the Mariners could very much be in there. The thing to keep in mind about Seattle and about the West Coast and about uh, certainly uh, L.A. and San Francisco, the Asian population, how huge Otani is overseas, and the opportunities that that presents. And, yeah, it's been part of the Angels. When he first came over to the States, 2017, after the 2017 season, he made it clear that he did not want to go to the East Coast. I wonder if that still stands. Let's say the Giants are willing to offer him $530 million. And the Yankees just say, forget it. Here's $600 million. Is he going to go to the Yankees over playing for the Giants? It's a great question. I fully believe the Giants, especially after the whole Correa mess, they didn't get Aaron Judge. They're going to have money to spend. You know, their their payroll right now is at $180 million. But you look at the guys who are getting the most money, Brandon Crawford types, it's not going to keep you from going and getting somebody like this. And again, you're going to say, how is he worth $600 million? Well, he's worth $600 million because he does both things. He solves not one but two problems for you. I would not blink at handing him $600 million. I can't wait to see what happens here in the next month. Will they actually turn around and trade him, or will they try to make a push at the postseason? My money is on the former.
Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. What exactly is it that sets Victor Webanyama apart from every other great prospect that came before him? We get perspective. One of the members of our crew coming up tonight on all the draft coverage on ESPN. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Draft is tonight. All the coverage. On ESPN, on ESPN Radio, on ABC as well. She is making her NBA draft debut tonight as an analyst on ESPN. NBA draft coverage, 8 p.m., 7 p.m. on Eastern, uh, Eastern Time on ESPN Radio. SEC Network analyst Andrea Carter, ESPN basketball analyst as well. She joins us right now. Andrea, it's Chris Carlin in for Greeny today. We appreciate the time. It's got to be exciting to get involved with this as your first big event here. Yeah, Chris, thank you so much for having me on, first of all. And second of all, I feel very thankful to make my rookie debut with the draft OG, our elder statesman, Jay Billis, next to me. So uh, I'll just I'll lean into him for his veteran experience like a true rookie does um, and pick on him all night long. So get ready for for a good time in that aspect. I'm really excited. Well, I'm sure if you keep referring to him as elder, he'll really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start here. In studying Victor Webanyama, out of the gate, what are fair expectations for his first year? Fair expectations are for him to be productive. I mean, and, and that's, that's the thing is he can be productive in terms of affecting winning for the Spurs in so many different ways whether it's on the defensive end. Like, I don't expect him 
to have a triple-double every night and to impact every area of the game. But what I do expect is if he's struggling scoring the basketball to rebound like crazy, to block shots like crazy, to defend like crazy. And then if he is scoring the basketball, maybe times he's learning on the defensive side and he's figuring out different schemes that he has to play defensively, right? Like I expect it to be up and down in terms of all-encompassing dominance, but I expect him to produce in at least one or two statistical categories every single night. He doesn't have to do everything. Um, this is a Spurs team that has a lot of young talent and a lot of energy that I think they're going to bring. But I expect him to be productive. I expect him to be durable, um, barring injury, of course, and we would never wish that on anybody. I really do expect him to come out of the gates on fire. What is the ceiling, theoretically, for him down the road? If there is a comp in the league, which, I mean, given everything we've heard, that's difficult to make. I guess the only name I would kind of throw into it with his skill set, is he Jokic? He, with his skill set, he could be better than Jokic, in my opinion. I wow. mean, the things that we're seeing from Jokic in terms of facilitating and passing and, and distributing the basketball and scoring the basketball and rebounding the basketball, there is all of that plus the moves that Victor Wimbanyama can make like a true guard, like the the – pull-up jump shots off the dribble, the pitch-and-catch-and-transition into a one-dribble pull-up, like those type of things and the fluidity that Victor Wimbanyama can move with, I think we'll see overall dominance from him, similar to Jokic. Like there were games where Jokic just could not be stopped, whether it was passing, whether it was defense, whether it was scoring. We'll see that same thing, but it'll look unlike anything that we've seen before because of Victor's fluidity, because of his athleticism, and because of his top. So consider that dominance, yes, but it's going to look completely different. Andrea Carter, ESPN basketball analyst on the coverage tonight of the NBA draft on ESPN and on ABC at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to play you a soundbite from Victor Webanyama that was on uh, when he was on with J.J. Redick on his Old Man and the Three podcast. And J.J. asking him about the ability to stay grounded considering all of the hype around him. Take a listen. They lose that grounding principle of their life. What is your totem? What you just said about young players, uh, this is something I thought about a lot. I know I'm never going to turn like this. Like, I know I'm never going to lose a grasp of reality and just uh, do you know. I know what I want. I'm driven from the inside of my heart and, like, nothing can put me out of my path. Like, I do everything. I, I do everything I can. So I deserve what I get. And I think some players are really talented physically or technically, you know, really, really talented. But their mind isn't, like, as good as their body is. You know what I'm saying? My totem is something bigger than basketball. It's just accomplishing yourself inside this universe, you know? Okay. We hear a lot of things from young picks right before they're going to be drafted along these lines. But when you hear those comments, are they a little bit different? Oh, they're a lot a bit different. This, the, the way that Victor speaks about his mental preparation, his mental approach, how strong he is mentally. I mean, we've seen what success can do to people. We've seen, what, we've seen all kinds of different situations, right? And from what he says and the way he speaks and the way it naturally flows out of him to say those things, like none of that sounds rehearsed, right? Like it just sounds like, that's genuinely how he feels. There's an authenticity about him when he speaks about his mental toughness and his mental stability that I trust. 
I just trust it. You trust it when you hear it, right? Like you hear guys talk and you can, you can tell sometimes if it's their parents speaking, right? Or if it's their agent speaking or if it's their coach speaking, right? Like when I cover college athletes, I'm like, okay, that's, that's, they've heard that from the coach. When Victor speaks, I genuinely feel like it is coming from him. And I think that that sets him apart. I think authenticity is appreciated so much these days. And when he speaks to his mental strength and how that drives him, like he wants to be the best every day. Um, heard him say that yesterday. And I think it's huge. And I think with the amount of success that he is going to have and the reach that he is going to have, the mental side of it might be more important than everything else. Andrea Carter, the former Tennessee guard, ESPN basketball analyst, joining us, part of the NBA draft coverage tonight. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Okay, let's talk about Brandon Miller. You work for the SEC Network. You see a lot of him. How pro-ready has Alabama made Brandon Miller? Um, Alabama's made Brandon Miller very pro-ready. I mean, Coach Oates runs a pro-style offense. Brandon Miller can shoot threes, like his ability to shoot the basketball already sets him apart in this draft class because of his size. There's really no one at his size that can shoot the way that he does. I mean, 38% from beyond the arc, he is 6'9". He's able to get his shot off. He is able to see over defenders. He elevates. He can attack the basket. He's shifty in terms of changing directions. I mean, there are a lot of things that he has physically and skill set wise where he is ready for the NBA, but also the system that he played in has prepared him for the next level as well. Fans have seen him because how prominent Alabama was on the national stage this year. They haven't necessarily seen a lot of Scoot Henderson. So describe what is Scoot Henderson? Scoot Henderson is a freak athlete who is incredibly strong for his age and has a ridiculous knack for hunting the paint and dunking and putting the ball away and finishing on the inside. He is an athlete. He is strong. He's competitive. His personality just lights up the room. Like, I mean, he is infectious with his energy, especially when he is giving all our effort on both ends. Comparable to Russell Westbrook at a young age, um, that's that's who he reminds me of and, and who – Jay Billis has talked about, and for me also like De'Aaron Fox, Derrick Rose, those players that are athletic, those players that can get to the paint, those players that can make plays, those players that have to develop a jump shot right early in their career, that's where Scoot is, that's where he can grow the most is developing a consistent jump shot. But everything else, there's so many great pieces, so many things to build around with Scoot Henderson. He's going to be really exciting, and he's confident. I mean, he thinks he should be the number one pick, and uh, deservedly so. He works really hard. I love his confidence in himself, and he's got a great game. He's really fun to watch. Andrea, last one. Got about 30 seconds. Dark horse that you like later in the draft, because we've only talked about the top three a lot for the last two months. Who is the player that nobody's looking at that they should be? Oh, man, this one's hard. This is so. You know what? I'll, I'll go dark, dark horse. Ben Shepard from Belmont impressed me so incredibly much in many different ways. He's the type of player I could see him going to the Pacers. I could see him going to a fast-paced offense, uh, shoots a lot of threes. He's a worker. 
His teammates love to play with him. He put up big numbers at the Combine. He's 6'6". He's a wing. He could score. He can run. I think that if he gets on a team that has the right fit, he could be a player that we're like, wow, that was a steal in the draft because he is giving them so much productivity coming off the bench. Andrea, have a great, great debut tonight at the NBA draft. Appreciate the time. Thanks. Appreciate you guys. Have fun. Andrea Carter, ESPN basketball analyst, part of the coverage tonight on ESPN. NBA draft coverage begins 8 p.m. on ESPN and on ABC and 7 p.m. right here on ESPN Radio. Carlin, in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. There was something that Brandon Miller said yesterday that was a little bit alarming. I have long contended that we as a people have misappropriated the use of the word goat. And in fact, it has to end. And if you need evidence of that, Brandon Miller, NBA draft prospect, yesterday provided all the evidence you need. I actually don't uh, think LeBron is, you know, the goat of basketball. I think my goat of basketball is Paul George. You know, I always grew up watching him, so it's never just LeBron. My goat in basketball is not LeBron. My goat in basketball is Paul George. There are sentences that make me put my head in my hand. That is one of those sentences. And here's the problem, okay? We assign the word goat to everything now. To everything. You know what it's become, Cam? You know, remember a few years back where everybody would say, this is on point. They'd talk about their soup at lunch. This soup on point. You know, everything was on point. Now, the last five years, it's really become the goat. Everybody's the goat. I I walked my friend's dog the other day as a favor. I'm the goat. No, I'm not. The greatest of all time. We have misappropriated the use of that word, and frankly, I'm uncomfortable with it. Cam, your thoughts? Yeah, I think people just like to look for new ways to affirm, you know, their beliefs and their strong feelings about a certain person or a certain thing. Have you ever heard anyone say this is the goat soup, though? I I don't think I have. Oh, I've heard people refer to food as this is the goat of all pizza. And they were talking about Domino's, and it's not. Yeah, well, if they're giving That's what Brandon Miller just did. Paul George is the Domino's of goats. So who's the LeBron of pizza? We know LeBron went to the LeBron of foot doctors earlier in the season, but who's... What the pe- LeBron of pizza, I have yeah. to say this, Who's I, and I, it, it kills me to say it. I'm a Jersey guy my whole life. Best pizza in the world I've ever had, Connecticut. I mean, New, I had New amazing Haven. pizza. Uh, I haven't been to Sally's yet in New Haven, but Frank Pepe's, oh, my dear God. Connecticut pizza is so underrated. It is so – people don't know about it. It, it is lost, amazing. lost in the shuffle. And trust me, I have no reason lost to like the, the state of Connecticut. I really don't. And I have to give it to you. This is where you know, like, I'm real. I give you what the truth is. Most people don't have a lot of reason to like the state of Connecticut. <laughs> and we and we live here. Yes, but the pizza from Connecticut's amazing. Anyway, that aside, let, can, we, can I start a movement of people just stop calling everything and everybody the goat? It really takes away any kind of meaning that that would possibly have. 
tomorrow. Top 10 goats in sports, according to Carlin. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> We're doing it. There are not 10 goats in sports. Goat, greatest of all time. In their sport. We got 10 different sports, 10 different goats. We're doing it tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my God. I Growing up, I heard of two greatest of all time. And it was Muhammad Ali calling himself the greatest. And then the other guy that that term goat came from that I ever heard was Jerry Rice. And Jerry Rice was the goat of receivers. This is now turning into Juju Smith-Schuster is the goat of receivers on the Patriots. Can we set the bar a little bit higher? Let's be better people as a people. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.